Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Which second base prospects do you need to know heading into the 2023 season? Let's find out next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into MBT in 5. Today is Saturday, November 5th. I am Frank Sample, joined by The Welsh. Make sure you follow follow him on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. Let's start with the top two on this list, who are probably the most likely to make an impact in 2023. Connor Norby with the Baltimore Orioles. He's got some pop. He's got some speed. And obviously, the Orioles are starting to call some of their prospects up. And then Michael Bush with the Dodgers, who has big power. Think like a Max Muncy type player. He walks a lot as well. But where is he going to play? Those are the questions. What do you think about Norby and Bush? Yeah, Norby is fascinating with how much of a big push he had this year. Hit 29 homers. He's a 22-year-old that got all the way up to AAA, which that's the big telling thing. You know, I, I think if he hadn't gotten to that level, how much would this team push him? But they gave him a little bit of taste of AAA after stealing 16 bases and 29 homers. It sounds very reminiscent of... Uh, Gunnar Henderson, kind of like how Gunnar did. And Gunnar is now up. He will be the pride and joy of Baltimore going and vying for a first overall pick or you know a first pick in the top three new compensation thing. So Connor Norby doesn't really fit that, but he would be the battery mate, second, short. Would they bring him up? They gave him the taste. He put up huge, huge offensive numbers, which you like to see. And I think he checks a ton of boxes, walks a bit, doesn't strike out a crazy clip hit some doubles. I really think there's an opportunity to see him earlier rather than later. And the Baltimore era might start sooner rather than labor later on Michael Bush, huge power. I mean, I'm underselling Connor Norby hitting 29 homers. Michael Bush only hit a couple more, but he's built for this. 32 homers hit 20 last year, walks a ton, had 74 walks this year, but he had double the strikeouts on that. And he's with the Dodgers. So like you said, where does he play? I really think he's a he's a clone. He's the mold of what this team likes. Yes, they've still got like the Edwin Rios that are kind of sitting out there, but they've got a lot of decisions to make. And we don't know what those decisions are going to end up altering the starting lineup. Are they going to put a lot of money into one specific player or are they going to spread that money out and, you know, bring a couple of these players back? So if playing time is available, guys like Miguel Vargas, who we've talked about, or Michael Bush are going to get the opportunity. And worst case, Michael Bush is 25 years old. It's time. So maybe it'll be with a new home and the big power is going to play. And he is a proximity guy. We're questioning a little bit. Norby's got probably the highest upside. Michael Bush got to play. And I would say he's probably the best bet as far as proximity goes between the two. But Norby is the better fantasy asset. We just don't know when either guy's coming up. 
Let's take a look at the next three prospects on this list, and that includes Nick Gonzalez with the Pirates, Edward Julian with the Minnesota Twins, and Zach Geloff with the Oakland A's. All very different prospects here. Nick Gonzalez uh, obviously was drafted very highly, seventh overall pick, but you've seen some things out there in the Arizona Fall League that kind of concern you with him. Edward Julian has been the opposite. He's absolutely dominating out in the AFL right now. He's got some power, some speed, lots of OBP. Uh, Zach Geloff with the Oakland A's. He also does a little bit of everything. I don't know that the upside is as high as those other two names that I mentioned, but a quick thought on each of those three. Yeah, I mean, going down uh, up, you know, Geloff is plays insanely good defense out here. He's been primarily playing second base, and I think there's just openings for the A's. They may want to get this going. They might want to start competing, and hey, we're going to have a guy that's going to be breaking camp and rosters, because I think Shea Langoliers exhausted that eligibility, so I do not believe he will qualify for next season, but, you know, they put him in that second base spot. I think, like you said, fantasy might be a little bit altered, but he does a whole lot of everything. I'll tell you this, Edward Julian... If he was not in a situation, kind of like in this Dodgers situation we talk about, where there are just these guys that would hold him back, he might be number one because he leads the Arizona Fall League currently in OPS, slugging, OBP. He's a top homer guy. He's got all the hits. He's walking. I think he's 15 walks and 16 strikeouts, four homers, four stolen bases. He's doing everything. Probably the MVP of the league. Gonna tonight, today, as we're uh, airing this, going to be doing a home run derby. If he wasn't blocked theoretically by all these other versatile players like the Luis Arise and the Mirandas and the Royce Lewis's and even Nick Gordon's. And we had a clear path. I think he would be number one. He only hit double a probably going to get to triple a he's a mid season guy, but he is a guy that will get some time. And then finally, Nick Gonzalez second straight year of the Arizona fall league. He keeps missing time due to injuries. He's got a, bad issue with high fastballs. He's just, he's got the issue you don't want with prospects. Like we've seen with Joe Adele. What's Joe Adele's problem? Can't hit off speed and high fastballs bug him. That's what Nick Gonzalez looks like right now. Maybe he's working on stuff. He looks bigger. He's hitting big tank homers when he does make good contact. I do believe in the bat speed. I just don't know about the pitch recognition, but I just don't know how much longer the Pirates are going to keep babying after two AFL stints. So I think it's time this year that they get a look in the majors because, you know, what are the Pirates playing for really? Lastly, let's get a quick thought on Vaughn Grissom with the Braves. He had five homers and five steals in 41 games with the team. Where would he rank on this list if he didn't debut with the Braves last year? Numero uno. He would be the top guy of all of them for sure. And he'll qualify at second base for you this year, though I don't think he'll play a whole bunch unless Albies is hurt again. I do think there's a possibility he could break camp and still be with the team on the starting lineup, maybe in the outfield. But uh, stolen base, five tools, homer. I don't like the strikeout rate and where it went, but guess what? A lot of these guys that we've just talked about all have some of those same warts out there. Grissom just on a fantastic team with a lot of running ability and showed off some of that power like we saw with Harris. So... Von Grisham would be number one. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Tuesday morning. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.